and welcome to Punchlines. I am Frank Nicotero, longtime comedian, lifelong sports fan. We had a giant weekend here in Vegas. The sports book was hopping. I was down here checking out the Steeler Rams game, uh, which was awesome. If you're a Steeler fan like Sean, who works on the show over here, it was a tremendous weekend. The Steelers pulled another ugly win out against the Rams. I had a ton of friends at the game going, where are you? You're not in LA. I said, no, I'm in Vegas now here at the South Point Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, we have a great show for you guys today. Joining us, Denny Nagel will be here. And if you forget what Denny Nagel looks like, of course, I, I brought this in every time Denny's on the show. But we have a big announcement to make about Denny will appear much larger next time you see him after today's show. Uh, also, the director of the sportsbook here at the South Point Casino, also from Pittsburgh. This has a lot of Pittsburgh connections today on the show. Chris Andrews will be over to discuss tonight's big Monday night matchup between the Niners and the Vikings. And we'll talk about the weekend and review. And uh, all, as always, our producer, Ryan McCormick, is here. Ryan, good weekend for you, I suppose, because your, your NFL team, the Chicago Bears, won. Uh, yeah, that's boy. The Packers are a mess right now, aren't they? Yep. I wonder if Lafleur's on the hot seat. I don't. I, Great to see. I mean, Jordan Love. I mean, look, you, you can't you can't go from Favre and then Rodgers and expect a trifecta. I mean, you know, that's that's just a that would be a nightmare. Yeah, I <laughs> for me at least. Bears have two wins now, right? Two, two. So you've up beaten, to two. You've beaten the Commanders. Yep. And you've beaten the Raiders. The Raiders, right? Oh yeah, a lot of people around here yesterday looked very sad about that. Okay. Um. I nailed it. I nailed it and failed. Let's do nailed it and failed it. I had a couple bets going this weekend. Um, I nailed it on the Steelers. I nailed I nailed the Steelers, ladies and gentlemen. I had the Steelers money line. Uh, the line was three and a half, so that was good. I had over 28 yards rushing for Jalen Warren, who got that in the fourth quarter. Uh, his touchdown got him up to like 24, so I needed one more like four or five yard run, and he got it, so that was good. And I had Matt Stafford over a half interception. So you know I love the props. Because I'm a sucker. I love the props. That way you're just rooting for an excitement. You're not worried about your team winning or losing. Although, of course, I fret over the Steelers. But I had the money line, so they won. Uh, so, yeah, Stafford over half interception, which TJ Watt picked up uh, right to open the second, second half, which was awesome. And then uh, I also nailed spaghetti and meatballs on Sunday night from Stallone's. Are you aware of Stallone's down the street in an Italian restaurant? I am not. It's only a mile from I don't know if it has anything to do with Sylvester Stallone, who we'll be talking about later in the show. You'll see. But, uh, yeah, very good meal. Failed it. Here's my fail from your division. I loved the Lions. Loved the Lions. Had the, had the Lions had to trade tight into all sorts of parlays. And uh, that did not work. I, feel, I figure if you're going to fail, fail big. That was the ugliest game. Did you watch any of that game? Obviously, you're yeah. rooting. See, we're against each other. I'm rooting for the Ravens because they're in the AFC North. And you're rooting for the, against. For the Lions. You were rooting against the, the Ravens. Oh, my God. That, that was an embarrassment. I, I expect uh, Dan Campbell and Hashtag Grit to come back strong next week. I think they, they play on Monday night against the Raiders, actually. Sunday or Monday night, I think. So uh, hopefully they'll come back. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about this day in sports. We like to talk about celebrity birthdays that have a connection uh, to sports. And, Ryan, I'm going to throw this out to you, by the way. I can connect any celebrity, any celebrity birthday to sports somehow. Uh, if you want to, if you want to look some up, or you want to do this tomorrow, I don't care. You can scour the net for a birthday. You recognize the name. You have to recognize the name. Don't give me like some TikToker's birthday or Instagram star. That yeah, I can't do that. I can connect them to sports. Today is October twenty third, two thousand twenty three. It's twenty third in twenty three, and uh, we had a big birthday tonight. And this is great. Uh, it's uh, Nick Bosa's birthday. Nick Bosa, unbelievable uh, player for the Forty ers uh, he was the Defensive Player of the Year 
back in uh, 2022, second overall pick in 2019. There he is. He's 26 years old today. And you know what the NFL got him for his birthday? They scheduled the Vikings tonight for him right there. Some so Kirk he's going to feast on some Kirk Cousins tonight, possibly. I know there's a lot of Kirk Cousins fans out there watching. But, uh, yeah, he's unbelievable. And he's got his brother, Joey Bosa, another former number one pick. He was an All-American at Ohio State. His dad, did you know the Bosa's dad that was drafted number one also by the Dolphins? I think he was a tight end. And um, Nick and Joey, very feared defenders, would you not say? To say the least. To say the least. But possibly not the most feared member of their family. Not a lot of people know this, but... Joey the Bosa's are the great-grandson of former Chicago mob boss Tony Accardo. Now, uh, it's something you don't really talk about, uh, but yeah, the Bosa's have mob ties. And someone asked Nick Bosa about his connection to his grandfather. And here's a video that I saw over the uh, weekend on the internet. Here's Nick Bosa, birthday boy, talking about his grandfather. You have, like, big dudes. Yeah, not, not bodyguard, but... What? That's not something I should really be talking about. So I thought he was well, bodyguard, but he was saying not bodyguard. Joe, uh, Joey was uh, asked about it once, and he said, "I just, you know, you guys wish you could have met him, you know." Yeah. But I wanted to know, what's your favorite like mob movie? If there was one mob movie, uh, either Goodfellas or Casino. Like, no <laughs> Is that amazing? By the way, the guy who shot that video has never been seen again. <laughs> I shouldn't use the word shot. Whoa. Anyway, uh, yeah. How about that? His grandfather, he, I like that he denied, well, he wasn't Al Capone's bodyguard. He was much bigger than that. He was actually, he ran the Chicago uh, mob. Uh, but interesting, interesting enough. And then the guy tries to, like, get himself out of the hole he's dug. No pun intended. But he asks him, what are your favorite mob movies? And he says, I mean, come on, Goodfellas and Casino. Those are the two best right there. And we'll be talking about movies more uh, later on in the show. But, uh, yeah, that's pretty scary, though, right? Not a lot of people know that. Now you do. There you go. Any live comments going on yet today? Uh, Bob Dell said Bob Scott B-A-O? B-A-O? What about B-A-I-I-O. Yeah. Scott, I, he just oh, said Scott, Scott Bayo. Yeah. You've never heard of Scott Bayo, have you? Can and I, he's never heard no. of Scott Bayo. Oh, my God. How old are you? He's 23. Scott Bayo was Chachi on Joni Loves oh, Chachi Oh. on Happy oh. Days. See, I just didn't know his name. Yeah, it's Scott Bayo. He was also okay. on Charles in Charge. I mean, come on. That's, that's you know, with Nicole Eggert. And okay. that was a great show, too. But, yeah, how old is Scott Bayo's birthday today? Uh, I guess so. Yeah. Bob uh, does a radio I'm show in Baltimore, sure. so I'm, I'm, I'm sure he was probably talking about that on air because country music fans love Scott Bayo. That's a, that's a known fact. But uh, I met Scott Bayo at a party once. And he was a very nice guy. Uh, whoa, watch out. Whoa, dropping names again. That's what I do on this show, ladies and gentlemen. I drop names all day. Uh, another, football, another football birthday. This is one of my heroes, ladies and gentlemen. Doug Flutie. Doug Flutie today. Uh, I think he's – how old is he today? He's 61 years old. Look at him. He still looks great. Uh, the reason I love Doug Flutie, uh, he's listed at 5'10", by the way. He is not 5'10". Uh, I saw Doug Flutie. I talked to Doug Flutie, and I, I think I mentioned this before on the show. Doug Flutie is the only non – uh, Pittsburgh uh, memorabilia that I own. I bought a Flutie jersey, signed Baby Blue, San Diego Chargers, because I always loved him because he was small and he was just fun to watch. And I met him at Dancing with the Stars and I went up to him and said, hey man, I'm a huge fan. And he was throwing footballs around. This is much like my Drew Brees story. I caught a football pass from Doug Flutie. Not quite the Hail Mary by Gerard Phelan, but at least I caught a ball from Doug Flutie. Happy birthday to Doug Flutie. One more celebrity birthday, uh, two more celebrity birthdays. Kind of a sports connection. Mr. Ryan Reynolds is 47. Ryan Reynolds who recently sold uh, his Mint Mobile for like a billion dollars. He's worth personally $350 million. He's a Marvel comic book hero, right? Deadpool. Deadpool. 
And he's married to Blake and Lively. Lantern. So he's doing well. He's doing well. But his sports side, of course, is Welcome to Wrexham, this show. Have you watched Welcome to Wrexham? I have not. I am not a huge soccer fan, but this show's great. It airs on FX, and then it re-airs on Hulu. He and Rob McElhaney, for, what's that? Oh. He and Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia bought a soccer team, saved it in this little town in Wales, and the show's amazing. And it's a really great show, uh, but he's worth $350 million, and it's a great show. So watch it. And by, speaking of soccer... A posthumous birthday to the great icon, soccer icon Pele, or Pele, different pronunciations right there, Pele, Pele, yeah, world celebrated, he passed away late last year, would have been his 83rd birthday today, when I think soccer, when I was a kid, he was really the only soccer player we knew, and now, of course, you have, you have all sorts of different guys, you have Messi and Neymar and all those guys, but when we were kids, and I know Denny Nagel will admit to this, Pele was it, that's all we knew was Pele, but he was 83 years old. And he was also in a movie. And I, that's why I want to tell you. He was in a movie called Victory. I mentioned Sylvester Stallone earlier. I forgot. There it is. Sylvester Stallone and Pele. This is a movie took place during World War II where these prisoners of war played the, the, the Nazi guards. It's a great movie. Uh, they love it at Michigan State. Anyway, um, it's a great movie. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Denny. <laughs> uh, Michael Caine Sylvester Stallone, who I hated Stallone's restaurant. I don't think he has any affiliation. But it's a great sports movie, and it got me to thinking sports movies. I wanted to get your top three sports movies now. Should I do mine first, Ryan, before we bring on Denny Nagel? Because I'm going to get Nagel's uh, his favorite three. Now, these aren't the best sports movies, but your favorite sports-related movies, which could be baseball, basketball, football, hockey. Uh, it could be tennis. It could be boxing. Anything. Do you have your three? I have my three, but I feel like... There's sports movies, and then there's sports comedy movies. Okay, that's fine. So I've got my sports movies. Okay, right, because I, I see what you're saying. Like, okay, well, I don't want to ruin anything, but go ahead. Let me hear your three movies. This is Ryan right. McCormick's list. My top three movies. Top three sports movies. Three, Invincible, the the Eagles movie with... Um, yep. Mark Wahlberg. Yep. Yeah, he played Vinny... Uh, what was the guy's name? Vinny... Uh, Vinny... Ah, anyway, it's I a great movie. It's I'm about a bartender in Philly. They had an open tryout in the late 70s, yep. and he actually went to the open tryout and won it. Yeah, it's a great movie. Good one. Yep. And then Moneyball oh. and Remember the Titans. You know what? I, of your three movies, I'm going to go ahead and give you a pause for Moneyball, because Moneyball was just on recently. As soon as it started, I went, well, shit, there's my day. And I ended up watching the whole thing. All right? I also do that with Karate Kid, which technically could be a sports movie, but it didn't make my top three. That's a good list, though. That is a strong list. Remember the Titans... It feels a little overrated. It's good. Is that your number I don't one? Know. Did I, you do those in order? I've grown up watching that movie. So yeah, it's, see, that's it's the just thing. one of those that I can leave on and know exactly where it is. Yeah. I, yeah. All right. So I have my three. Now, my three list. Now, listen. Uh, Chris Andrews is originally from Pittsburgh. Chris, who runs a sportsbook here at the South Point, Nevada. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. South Point, Las Vegas, Nevada. Sportsbook. Come down and watch Monday Night Football tonight. Or get the app. I have the app on my phone. I use the app all the time. Chris is going to come in and give us uh, uh, his three sports movies. One of them, he's already warned me, is Black and White. So, Ryan, you'll probably have never heard of it. Black and White, Ryan, was before color. We had movies that were just in two colors, Black and White. Have you Are ever watched shades? a Black and White movie? I have. Which yeah. movie? Woody Allen something? or No. Uh, I took film studies in high school, oh, so okay. there were a bunch, of, yeah, a bunch of different ones. Citizen Kane, you probably had to watch. Citizen Kane, yeah, I've watched The M um on the waterfront you ever see on the waterfront great black and white no. movie all right let's get to my sports movies <laughs> no that's streetcar named desire stella you're getting your brandos mixed up man just keep singing jack and diane all right uh my three favorite sports movies uh in no particular order number three this is for chris andrews but it's also for pittsburgh people i went with the fish that saved pittsburgh ladies and gentlemen this movie was about a basketball team 
uh, that were so bad in Pittsburgh, they got rid of everybody on the team, and they hired a psychic played by Stalker Channing, who you might know as Rizzo from Greece. It was supposed to be Cher, but Cher turned it down. And her office was above the Garden Theater in Pittsburgh, which was an adult theater at the time they shot the movie. So anyway, they go out. The astrologist says that they need all, uh, all the players on the Pisces, on the fish, have to be uh, Pisces. They have to be born in March. So this is a movie about Pittsburgh, and it's about people that are Pisces. I mean, that was me growing up. So they filmed it in Pittsburgh at the Civic Arena, uh, and I love the movie. And it starred Dr. J. Julius Irving plays Moses, and it's a great movie. I see Denny smiling. He's going to be on the side. He's probably seen it. Shaquille O'Neal has said this is the greatest sports movie. Yes, Mr. Kazam himself has said Fish and Save Pittsburgh is the greatest movie. Why they haven't remade this, I do not know. Fish and Save Pittsburgh and the soundtrack, it's all bangers, Ryan. It's all bangers. Every song, the theme song, oh, hey, have you heard? It's the fish that saved Pittsburgh. Whoa, whoa. I hit that note, by the way, too, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, great movie. Cheesy. I have the DVD. I have the soundtrack. And I grew up playing football and baseball, but my dad uh, actually played the soundtrack. I, I joined a basketball league. I was like, you know, 10 or 11. And my dad played the soundtrack to get me pumped up for my first game. This is a true story. I scored 10 points. Five baskets. They kept saying, who's caught? Why is no one covering the little guy? The, yeah, it's true. The rest of the season, I got like four points. And like in the, la the next eight games. Opening game, I scored 10 points. It's because could, the fish should say Pittsburgh played. Did dad just stop playing the soundtrack? That my, dad, <laughs> my dad's like, well, you peaked. You peaked. My dad knew I peaked. Uh, so yeah, fish should say Pittsburgh second. What did I say? I have Rocky. I have the original Rocky. I'm going, come on. The original Rocky. I left comedies off uh, for the top two. And then number one, The Natural. Oh my God, you used the shot of The Natural. I have that poster signed by Robert Redford, Robert Duvall, and Kim Basinger, who's in the movie. Probably the greatest baseball movie. Also, just a great script. The dialogue's great. Cast perfectly. You've seen The Natural, Ryan, right? Yeah. Do you like The Natural? Yeah, it's a classic. It's the best movie ever made. All right. Uh, so there's my top three movies. What are your top three sports movies? Go ahead and live comment. Anyone live comment one of their favorite movies? Um, not sports movies, but Bob Dale said The Avengers, Iron Man, and Spider-Man 2. <laughs> Nerd alert! Yeah, Bob's a big... Yeah, jeez, Bob. I can't believe it. Uh, Mike O'Day is a bit... Mike, if you're watching, chime in with your three favorite movies. I have a feeling he's going to put Field of Dreams in there. It was hard leaving Field of Dreams off because that's a great movie. Caddyshack, there's so many. Let's get Denny Nagel in here. Ladies and gentlemen, our next guest... Wait, let me get, let me get his figurine up. There it is. Look at the biceps. Uh, our special guest once again on Monday. Uh, he's a World Series champ. He's flexing the arms right now. Uh, his most impressive stat... He's been my friend for 30 years. I'm going to put on some headphones right now so I'll be able to hear him. I'm sorry. I got lost in his biceps. He was flexing, and I just – I got lost. But there he is. Yeah, show those guns off. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Danny Nagelage. Danny, what's happening, buddy? What's up, brother? How you doing, man? I'm good, man. So we were talking about sports movies. Now, Danny is a huge movie fan. Uh, I know that, you know, he sits at home. He just, he doesn't, he just buys the movies right on Apple TV. I know you love every, just buy, 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 just buys all the movies. How many <laughs> movies, you probably still have DVDs too, or do you, are you, have you gone digital? Oh, I've gone digital. It's all <laughs> streaming, baby. All right. So give me your three <laughs> favorite sports movies. I got to assume one or two, if not all three are going to be baseball. I have to backtrack just a little bit though. So okay. the, the Invincible, that was, that was Vince Papali. Papali! Yep. Damn yep. it. Nice job, buddy. Yep. Great movie. And then, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but you're giving that guy crap about you throwing out some Marvel movies, and your, your movie on your list is The Fish That Saved Pittsburgh? You know what? Those were superheroes to me, Denny. They, set Shot Buford? Set Shot Buford was that he could only hit set shots. Uh, oh, and then there's the pre... 
It is the greatest bad movie of all. Have you ever seen it? I have never seen it. And, and uh, you know, how Cher turned that down, I have no idea. I mean, that's had Academy Award written all over it. I, you know what? It was when she was trying to get her career off the ground. And I saw her in an interview and she goes, she goes, yeah, my agents were sending me all this shitty scripts. She goes, one was called like something that saved Cleveland. She goes, I have no idea what it was, but they wanted me to play an Estrella. I said, no way. And obviously she made the right path with Mask and then wins the Oscar. You know, so. But uh, yeah, so Fish at St. Pittsburgh, if you have it, I will send a DVD copy to anyone who wants one. It's that good. All right, I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah. So I'm gonna go with uh, Die Hard. Uh, oh wait, that? no. That's, what's what's the debate on that? No, that's, that's a Christmas right. movie. That's, that, yeah, it's a Christmas, Christmas movie. movie. Yeah, which it is. <laughs> I agree, it is. I Just agree. kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I'm I'm gonna go with. I have to go with the one that you just mentioned a minute ago, Field of Dreams. Yeah. I mean. As a baseball guy, how can you not be pumped up about a movie that really reflects about the father and son's relationship, yeah. playing, having a catch, having a catch in the backyard with your dad, you know, never having to get that chance, and then you you, you get a second chance at that and stuff. I mean, how can you not have chills with that one? And then being a football fan, a huge fan, and a Notre Dame fan, I'm going with Rudy. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez, another <laughs> damn. That's a, that's another one that when you're flicking around and you see one minute of it, you're like. Well, I got to see him read the letter. I got to see him read the letter. <laughs> and then Ned Beatty, my son's going to Notre Dame. See, I'm getting chills right now. I'm getting chills already. Just great. great you know, and people forget that Vince Vaughn and John Favreau were in that as well, too. That's where they met Vince Vaughn. <laughs> you just summed up your entire career here at Notre Dame. Yeah, exactly. And you know the real, you know the real Rudy's in the movie, right? Yes. Yeah, he's yep. behind Ned he Beatty. Yeah, yeah, he's he's the fan right yep. behind Ned Beatty cheering at the end. Look, I'm getting like weepy just thinking about it. That's a solid choice. Damn it. Damn it. I, I have to say my brother probably got me one of the coolest Christmas presents ever the one year when he got me the signed Rudy jersey by by Rudy. No <laughs> way. Oh, Doug did that? Doug's his brother. Doug's yep. a tennis coach. Uh, Doug's Johnny great. Drama. Johnny Drama. He used to call him Johnny Drama. <laughs> by the way, I used to sneak Doug into the Funny Bone in Pittsburgh underage. Uh, so he could drink, but statute of limitations, we can't get in trouble, but I used to sneak in all the time. And I think he, did he use your ID once in a while? Oh, use my ID. And then, you know, he looked so much like me that I think, I don't know if we talked about that the last episode or not. I, don't but know. I know the when, story. Yeah. Yeah. When I would come out of the stadium, sometimes <laughs> I just wanted to get home and, 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 you know, get a good night's sleep, go get something to eat. So in Pittsburgh used to, when you left the stadium, you used to have to walk right through the crowds basically. And my brother would walk through with my ex-wife. And he obviously looked just like me. And so they would start yelling his name. And my brother would always be like, no, it's not me. You know, and people are like, come on, Denny, don't be a jerk tonight. Just sign. So my brother would be like, here. And he starts signing. <laughs> oh, my God. And, you know, there's a story. And I'm going to save the story, the New York story, where the night. We'll save that one for when you're here. Because we do have a major yeah. announcement. Denny is going to be here live next week in the studio for three days during World Series games, three, four, and five. And he's bringing a slew of special guests with him. So Denny will be here live. Instead of having to video in, he's going to be here. That's next Monday, right? That's next Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. You're going to be here, and we're thrilled for that. Absolutely. But anytime I get to spend live time with Frank Nicotero, <laughs> boy, it's a good week. <laughs> and uh, did you give your top movie or no? Uh, one more, right? My, my, third, my third movie might surprise you, but this one is kind of a sentimental pick because – my mom and I just really connected over this movie because she loves this actor. And again, it involves football, but I think it's an underrated movie, but everybody's all American with Dennis Quaid. It's a great movie. Yeah, that's very good too. Yeah, another good Quaid. And by the way, Dennis Quaid's been in some great sports movies. He's also in The Rookie, right? Yes, The Rookie. You know, dude, he was, I just watched this one recently. I can't remember the name of it, Frank, but it uh, really just came out. It's called The Hill. He plays the pastor. Uh, oh, yes. The Hill. Yeah, it's called The Hill. It's on Apple. 
And the kid who plays the pitcher in that lived in, uh, he, he was my neighbor. Yeah, Colin. No Colin. way. Yeah, yeah, he is. Because I remember about a year ago, I, I just, people think I'm just, I have so many celebrity friends. Um, it's a movie, uh, it's Dennis, it's on Apple, went right to Apple, and it's, it's a great movie. And Colin lived right across uh, his, I looked, when I looked out my kitchen, I could see into his. And uh, he told me, he goes, I'm doing this baseball movie called The Hill, man. I'm like, oh my God, who's in? He's like, Dennis Quaid. I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. So yeah, really good movie. And uh, Quaid, Quaid's always, Quaid's good in everything. Oh, yes. Yeah, really good. You know, and John Goodman was incredible in that movie too. And, and uh, what's her name? Jessica Lang. You know, God, she was incredible also too. Good. Timothy Hutton was in it. Timothy Hutton. <laughs> okay, Jim, my next door neighbor uh, at my old place <laughs> dated him for three years because she produced the show Leverage. Uh, Kiri, she dated Timothy Hutton. Oh, for great three years. show. Yeah, yeah, she was the executive, and she met Timothy on there. I still think one of the, the youngest male Oscar winner, he won Best Supporting Actor for Ordinary People back in 1980. I'm a, a wealth yes. of information of uh, useless Oscar trivia. But solid list, man. Field <laughs> of Dreams, how can you – you can't go wrong with Field of Dreams and Rudy and everyone's everybody's All-American. Good list, good list. So uh, you're watching baseball, I'm sure. Uh, unfortunately, your Braves got bounced. The Phillies just look unstoppable right now. Uh, they play today at 2.07, so that game's coming up soon. The Phillies could punch their ticket to the World Series. What do you think of these 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 the championship series have been great? Oh, they've been, they've been really good, man. You know, it's just it's crazy that you know I, I'm pretty sure if I'm not mistaken, when the Washington Nationals won it in 2019, I think didn't they, in, when they won the World Series, I think every the the home team lost every home game in that World Series. I think if you're I'm not right. Mistaken. Yeah, I believe yes. you're right. Yes. Yes. And so I'm hoping we're going to have a repeat of that for the, in the Rangers, you know, in the ALCS and the Rangers Astro series, because I love Dusty, you know, and <laughs> I, w I wouldn't care, you know, whatever, you know, but, but I think it's a great story what the Rangers have done this year, especially because nobody expected that of them after they lost the Grom and Scherzer and stuff, whatever, you know, so if they can come back and win that se game seven now too, I think it would be an incredible series to have the Phillies against the Rangers. And again, it goes back to the fact that no one wants – look, Dusty Baker, who – that was the only silver lining about last year. I'm like, I grew up watching Dusty yep. Baker play at Dodger Stadium. I was there at games in 1977 when uh, he they – on the last day of the year, he hit his 30th home run to become the first four teammates to have 30 home runs in a season. Ron Say, the Penguin, my favorite player. I would Ron Say <laughs> when I was a kid. I, my wiffle ball stance was his. Steve Garvey, Reggie Smith, and Dusty Baker. So I didn't mind seeing Dusty win a series. He's been around the game, and I don't know if you saw this stat. It's really weird. Dusty Baker has been a part of 3% of every Major League Baseball game played in history. He's been around for 3% of the games. Because I, wow, he played, that's incredible. Isn't that crazy? I believe that. Yeah, he played so long, and then he got yeah. right into managing. So he's been around for 3%. Of all baseball games. We looked it up last week to confirm it. But no that, one. Yes. That's like the, what, what was it? The six degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever. It's <laughs> like Dusty Baker for baseball. It's, it's the, you can, everyone connects to Dusty Baker. But yeah, I mean, the Astros. I mean, how did you feel as a former player when it comes out that the Astros were pretty much cheating with the garbage can, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, that was way too much. Yeah. You know, I mean, look, Frank, let's face it. You know, the game of baseball, there's, you know, in, in all the sports, there's always going to be controversies and things like that, whether it's PEDs, whether it's, you know, the problems that they had in the 80s with baseball and stuff, you know, there's always going to be something. But when you're when you really mess with the real integrity of the game like that, you know, stealing signs from second base, that's been around forever. Yeah. That's to me, that feels like, you know, just a normal when a guy's at second base and he's getting the catcher sign. That was on the pitcher and the catcher for not mixing up their signs and doing a better job of that. So every team has done that. We've also tried to steal the signs, you know, to see if we can pick up the signs 
from the third base coach, you know, given, you know, whatever they give to the hitter, all that kind of stuff is normal. But when you start using technology and, and camera angles and, and, and electronic devices on people, that's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, nobody should ever be able to do that. And there, I think, I still think there should have been more repercussions for that. There really should. I mean, Altuve and Bregman, they all kind of got a slap on the wrist. And do you believe the urban legend or whatever you want to call it when Altuve hit that game winner and he's coming across the plate, he's yelling at his team, don't take my shirt off. Because the rumor was he had some sort of like, you know, do, 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 do. he had some sort of like, like what they do in bed, like the, the guys, yeah, had a buzzer, like they used to cheat at blackjack yeah. in the movie Casino where the guy gets, but uh, I don't know. Do, what, what do, you, do you hear anything on that or anything you can talk about on that? Or what do you think? To be, to be honest, Frank, you know, I, if I heard something, I, I would tell you, you <laughs> yes. know, but I, I, I never, I have never confirmed it, you know, but like. The, the, the evidence is pretty damning. You know, yeah, when he's sitting there doing that, you know, like, no, no, no. Yeah, right. I mean, why? He, his excuse his excuse was he was trying to uh, um, respect his wife's wishes because he didn't want his shirt taken off. I'm like, dude, if you're ripped, you know, that would be, be a compliment to your wife anyways. Show what you got. <laughs> and, you know, Altuve, you said, like I was mentioning on Doug Flutie's birthday. Today's Doug Flutie's birthday. He was small and he was like a little scat runner. Uh, I used to love Altuve because Altuve truly is like 5'6", five, 5'7". I'm five six yeah. and a half. My license says five seven. We don't really. Ryan, are you five, laughing? Five ten with the afro. Five ten with the Are you laughing at my height, Ryan? Uh, I'm not snickering. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but I loved Altuve because you know, I mean, the guy's getting two hundred hits. He's winning batting titles. But then if he's a cheater, I'm not so sure about that. Ryan, do you have any live comments over there? I see you scanning the board. Anything going on right now? Um, Courtney just said her top three movies were Sandlot, Dodgeball, and then the Johnny Knoxville movie when he's in the Special Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> that is classic. Technically, That's a, sports, a good comedy. Technically, one. <laughs> a sports movie. Um, what was the other one? And, and, and I love the Sandlot. The Sandlot. Okay, I want to talk about the Sandlot. I had never seen the Sandlot till about a month ago. I don't know, Denny. <laughs> I was. I look. Everyone is giving me. Everyone's looking shocked at me right now. I had never seen it. Uh, I know, and I knew this. This the Smalls. You're killing me. Which uh, I knew all the lines, I had heard them all. So I was watching. I I believe it was a pirate game. They were at this. They were at PNC Park. They because the cast are all friends and they go from ballpark. They get hired by teams and they come throughout the first pitch and then they hang out and sign autographs. So I had never seen it, and uh, so I watched it like a month ago and it was good. Maybe I'm watching it too because I'm older. And it was good. It was good. I didn't. I mean, I'm not going to put it in my top. <laughs> 40 movie uh, Ryan this 40 I want sports movies now I well, could I mean, rattle off 40 sports movies then. uh th th this is one of your favorite this is your age group though I mean not necessarily my age group a little older than me but yeah I don't know Denny you seem you seem shocked Dude, too. I, I, I well I've got a great little follow-up story to that you know as far as like scenes from that movie and stuff okay at the end of this past season, I, you know, I coached, I'm a varsity pitch coach at the high school where my twins just graduated. And towards the end of the season, we had one more practice for the state playoffs. And we let the boys have a little fun at the end. And some of the moms from the team brought like, brought like, uh, you know, a bunch of chicken and stuff like that to eat outdoors, but they brought water balloons. So instead of having the egg toss, we had the water balloon toss, right? Okay. And so whoever's balloon, whoever balloons popped last, whatever, you know, won. And so afterwards, they, she still had like a cooler full of bunch of water balloons. So next thing you know, it breaks out into a water balloon fight. The boys are running around hitting each other, and our one catcher, Maddox Hodges, he, the one of the moms, a lot of the boys were in love with, you know, and stuff. And so Maddox drills <laughs> her and said, you know, wet t-shirt contest. <laughs> he, starts, he starts chasing around and, and gets him pretty good, like, you know, flings him down and stuff, whatever, you know. And so afterwards, I go, geez, Maddox, man, she flung you around like a rag doll. He looks at me, I swear to God, Frank, he goes, are you kidding me, coach? I just Wendy Peppercorn her ass, man. <laughs> Dude, that was all fake. I wanted her to tackle me. <laughs> 
That's the scene where the kid oh. acts like he's passed out at the pool. Wendy Peppercorn. That is, I look. I liked the movie. I just, I you know, I I saw too many other sports movies. I they've made like several Sandlots, haven't they? They've yeah. done. Yeah, it's like it's like it's like Slapshot. By the way, Slapshot was close to making my list. Paul Newman, hockey player. Yeah. Uh, one of the first like hard R rated movies. They made like three of those with the Hanson brothers. Those don't count either. But and Mighty Ducks. They, I thought for some reason, Ryan, I thought Mighty Ducks was going to be on your list because you love hockey so much. Yeah. Okay. I've great. already got two Disney movies on my list, yeah, so I don't need a true. third. All right. <laughs> um, so so what do you think? We got this game seven today. Uh or game uh, game six. Sorry, Phillies Braves. Uh Phillies at home. I mean, th they can't lose. Phillies, right? Phillies Diamondbacks. Phillies Diamondbacks, yeah. Sorry. What did I say? Phillies what? Braves. I said, said Braves. Braves. They already beat the Braves. I apologize. Sorry, my Hey again, by the way, you know I don't regret it. Rub it in. It's nineteen ninety two, dude. Sid Bream. I still I'm still the Braves. Even though you played for the Braves, I love you. But uh yeah, so Philly Diamondbacks, D backs, whatever you want to call them. Uh the Phillies win today, right? I think so, dude. You know, I mean it's We've talked about this before, Frank. There's something about the home cooking and the, you know, there's, there's great home cooking even in the regular season, you know, when you have a good home crowd. But in the postseason, when, when you have crowds like the Philly crowds, when they're able to step it up, man, and just, it just puts that much pressure on a team like the Diamondbacks, who are a pretty young team when it comes to postseason experience. So there, there's something to be said about that, man. I think that, that, that these guys are just going to feed off that energy tonight and come out swinging. The bats are going to be hot. And I think they have Nola on the mound, if I'm not mistaken. They do. Yep. It's Nola versus Kelly, I believe. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah, and, you yeah. Know, and Bryce Harper right now is the coolest man on the planet. He's, I mean, the way he, he stared down uh, Devin Booker and, and Durant last night. Did you see that after home? <laughs> Did he really? Game? Yeah, he came around third and he knew they were there in Arizona. There's a, there's a clip of it. He stared those two down. I mean, come on. Nice. I, I didn't see that. Fun. Oh, man, that's great. I He's love that. He's such a badass. <laughs> uh, you know, by the way, we've been talking about Philly. So we, Rocky, he was from Philly, and Vince Papali, Invincible, another Philly. We're giving way too much airtime to Philly from a, for a Pittsburgh guy. I don't, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this at all, by the way. Trying um, to put the jinx out there. Yeah. Now, uh, the, Should we the, talk about cheesecakes now? <laughs> yeah, sure. Or, yeah, cheese, oh, <laughs> Pat's or Gino's, which one do you prefer? Have you had both of them, the cheesesteaks in Philly? Yep, I like Geno's. Is that the one that uses the cheese whiz? Whatever one uses cheese whiz. <laughs> who said Pat's? Jerry. Jerry, uh, well, Jerry, who works on the show, said Pat's. Who said, I think Geno's is the one I like, too. It's more Italian-sounding, too. That's why I probably like it. <laughs> All right, so what do you think about the Astros-Rangers? Do you think the Rangers can keep it going? That's going to be a great game. I, I do. I, I really do. If for anything else, because, you know, I, when the last time I was on with you guys, I predicted, uh, I said there's something to be said about a team, two teams, or just one team in general. But in this case, I felt like it was two teams. It felt like the Phillies and the Rangers have just been on this collision course because they both have been a team of destiny. The Phillies more so because I feel like they still had something to prove and anything short of a World Series slash World Series championship, you know, World Series appearance slash championship was going to be a subpar year for them. The Rangers have just been that team of destiny this year because, like I said, they, yes, they went out and made some great signs before the season started and everything, you know, some great free agent signings and acquisitions and stuff. But, you know, then they had some key injuries and they struggled down the stretch. But, boy, they just started to put it together right when, you know, right when it mattered and stuff. So, you know, I'm going to stick with that prediction. I think I'm expecting big things out of – I haven't heard yet, Frank, to be honest with you, but is Scherzer going to take the mound for them? Uh, yeah. Yes, he He's, is. Yeah, Ryan's saying confirming it. How about he that? He's supposed to start. So – I'm, I'm happy about that, too, dude, because I, I saw the other morning, I was actually in Cincinnati, and I saw, I don't remember who it was, somebody like on ESPN2, some guy who wasn't a baseball guy, 
And, you know, he was talking about the demise of, of Max Scherzer and what an awful decision the Rangers made. And this is two consecutive horrible postseason outings for Scherzer. And I'm like, they're counting the one he had two years ago, you know, with the Dodgers, yeah, the Dodgers. against the Braves. Yeah. Where, yeah, he didn't have his best stuff that night. But you forget the fact that the Braves were having an unbelievable postseason run that year, too. And then, so, yes, he struggled the other night. But come on, Frank, you know, as a baseball person, that he had had a lot of time off. So it was yeah. his first start back. I didn't expect him to be you know, lights out in his, you know, A-plus stuff. But I know the type of pitcher that he is throughout his whole career. I'm expecting, you know, that yeah. old old Max Scherzer, that bulldog where he looks like, you know, he's spit, you know, spitting fire, man, and coming out there ready to do some damage. I agree, I agree, man. It's going to be and, – and they're underdogs tonight. Uh, I, I, I'm t By the way, no team has ever won the World Series with a losing record at home. The Astros actually had a losing record at home, which is surprising to a lot of people. So, I, you know, again, Texas could do it. Now, yesterday – uh, Garcia's grand slam was epic that he hit. I mean, just a line drive out of the park. So I saw him hit a grand slam and I said, well, we have Denny on the show tomorrow. And I know that Denny likes to talk about grand slams. And uh, the reason being is Denny out. Yeah, he has a major league record, ladies and gentlemen. Are you going to say both of them? Uh, do you want to say both of them? Do you want to say I'm Ryan? Good. You, you can read it. Ryan. Do you have in front of you? Read the record. Read the major league record he holds. So Denny has the record for... A pitcher named Denny, the most grand slams given up with seven, and the most grand slams hit with two. He did. And I actually, I believe, Ann, we're going to roll this. We have footage of the grand slam. Here we go. Hold on. Don't tell me the one I gave up. No, wait, Ann, wait a second. Ann, that's a Denny's commercial, the original grand slam. No, 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 no. Now, I know you hit one. I was playing softball in Pittsburgh. I was at a softball game, and me and Augie Cook, comedian friend, who you also know, Augie, we were listening, and you hit it against the Cubs. You hit it into the, uh, in, into the stands in Wrigley. But we have footage. We are, we're not showing one that you gave up. Go ahead, roll the beautiful bean footage. Here we go, Nagel. Describe what's happening here. Oh, yeah. But this is a bittersweet one. Hanging curveball by Jimmy Haynes that I just lace in for the visiting bullpen. But you talk about bittersweet. Does this turn into a typical Coors Field game where that, I think that might have given me, I don't know if they have to score. I think that might have put us up like 8-2 to two or something like that at that point. And... I could not get out of the. I couldn't even make it out of the fourth inning. <laughs> so I, I hit a grand slam, but I couldn't even get the W in my pitching start because I I want to I want to say the final score of that game was like twenty two to fourteen or something like that. It was one of those crazy course field. <laughs> now, now did the the wind did the altitude there in course field aid that grand slam or did you get it all? Dude, that was all that right there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I remember, I re and by the way, you run the bases, you're like, you're like, yeah, it's my second one. There's no, hey, this is nothing. I've been here, done that. Uh, how many homers did you hit in the major leagues? Um, I think I had, oh, shoot. Uh, dang it, Frank. I always forget I if it's seven or five. Five total, five total with, with two grand slams. With two grannies. And who was, when you were batting, I know people always ask you who's the toughest hitter you faced. Who was the toughest pitcher you faced as a hitter? Because I know you took a lot of pride in your hitting, as we saw with the granny. But uh, who was the hardest pitcher to face? You know, what's funny is that even though I can proudly say I actually got one knock off of him, I think it was just one. And if and I know I remember because it was the first game back after 9-11. But uh, I hated facing Randy Johnson. Oh, my you God. You know, because, my gosh. 
has a left-handed hitter and he's coming at you, you know, all six foot 11 of them, all arms and legs. And when he releases that ball, it feels like he's right on top of you. So 98 miles an hour with a 92 mile an hour slider. Jeez. It just was, you know, you never felt comfortable sitting in that box against him, but uh, I did get one hit off of him. You did. You got a hit off, right? Did you get the ball? Did you get to first base and ask for the ball? That would be a guaranteed drill. I almost, walked, I almost walked off the field and retired right there. <laughs> That's like, uh, like John Cruck. Didn't Cruck do that? He got his last like John Cruck. He, he, drove, he drove home to West Virginia before the game was over. He was home. People are like, where's Krug? He's back at West Virginia cracking a beer. And speaking of John Krug, Randy Johnson, that was the all-star game moment, right? When uh, he threw and Krug just, he wanted yep. no part of Randy Johnson in an all-star game. Oh, my God. He, he did it to Krug, and then he kind of, they kind of reenacted it to Larry Walker in the 97. That's uh, right. Game. They did. Larry Walker, your who made the Hall of Fame and deservedly so. Yeah, uh, Jim, Leland, Jim Leland up for the Hall of Fame Veterans Committee. He, he needs to be in, right? Oh, gosh, 100%. Yeah. You know, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, Frank, even if he had never gone to the Marlins and won a World Series there, yeah. if you just take his his record, just what he did, you know, alone with the – let's say just you just take the Tigers and the Pirates, I yeah. think he still should have gotten in. Yeah. But, you know, the fact that he's got a World Series, you know, on his resume as well, too, I think he's got to go in. You know, you know who else has a World Series on their resume? Denny Nagel, ladies and gentlemen, right there. And, Denny, Denny how hard did you guys party that night after winning the World Series with the Yankees? Uh, pretty, can I say damn? Yeah. I guess I just did, right? You just did. (laughs) Pretty damn hard, man. There was a, there was a bar in, in, uh, God, I can't remember what, what part of town it was called, but I mean, what part of town it was called in New York, but there was a bar called Baruka's and it was known as like the Yankees hangout. I'll, I can share another story on that. I'm, I'll have to ask you if we can share that one on air when I'm there live, but, uh, (laughs) there's, but that was known as, that was known as the Yankees bar. We ended up there that night and we were drinking till 630 in the morning and we finally, everybody, the players, their wives, family, everybody. And I remember walking out of there, Frank, and seeing people walk, you know, walking, taking the subway, taking cabs to work, going, oh, my God, man. <laughs> I've never I've never drank that long, you know, right. where the sun came up that Right, because <laughs> normally you, you just go till 5 a.m. I've been with you. I know how that works. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, Denny, uh, we're so excited uh, right here. I have my little figurine of Denny Nagel. I don't need this next Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Because Denny will be there, right there. He's bringing some special guests. We have a Hall of Famer calling in. I don't know if we should reveal the names. Yeah, go ahead. Tell them who you have lined up for us. All right. We've got Tom Glavin calling in. And then we're going to have uh, a Hall of Famer. And then we have my one of my good buddies, one of my all-time favorite teammates, Greg Vaughn yes. from the uh, Brewers, Padres, Reds. We were teammates with the Reds and the Rockies. Yeah. And then another – Greg lives in, lives in town now. And then a local product, Marty Cordova. Went to high school with Dana White yep. in uh, 1995, AL Rookie of the Year. I love it. Yeah, Rookie there. So we got all sorts of people coming in live. We're going to be breaking down the World Series, which let's. I'm hoping for a Rangers-Phillies baby blue throwback uniform World Series. Denny will be here next week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. He was here today. Denny, thank you so much, buddy. I can't wait to see you, and perhaps we play a little blackjack afterwards. Maybe just a little. But we're not doing Gretzky-sized <laughs> bets. Not Gretzky bets like you talked about last week. <laughs> no. We're going to keep it lower. All right, we'll see you next week, buddy. Thanks for coming on, Denny. We'll be All back right. right after this. Can't wait, buddy. Chris Andrews, Sportsbook Director here at the South Point. Thank you, Denny. Once you've satisfied your hunger, get ready for more of the hottest casino games in Vegas. Our 24-hour, 30-table, non-smoking poker room proudly hosts all the most popular poker games with a variety of betting limits. Visit the poker room for a schedule of daily tournaments. Whether you're going to hold them or fold them, the best place for poker is at South Point Casino. 
you'll notice that our craps tables are usually the loudest in the casino. If you've never played, join one of our free craps lessons to find out what makes this game so exciting. Check with the craps dealer for schedules and give it a roll. Bingo is also an exciting way to spend your time. We offer seven sessions of bingo every day. And each session includes a cash ball jackpot, 12 bingo games, a progressive double action game, and a $10,000 bonus coverall. Electronic units are available. If you haven't played bingo with us, give it a try today. Guests can also get in on the action at our one-of-a-kind race and sports books. Two separate rooms designed to maximize your experience and comfort. Our sports book, with over 400 seats, puts you right in the middle of the action, 24 hours a day. The friendly ticket riders are happy to help, and it's conveniently located next to the famous Del Mar Deli, where you'll find supersized portions of delicious deli items like roast beef, pastrami, and Reuben sandwiches, or soups, salads, and pizza, plus spectacular desserts fit for a king. And right next door is the race book, over 150 seats, each with its own TV screen. There are 16 interactive player terminals, so you can bet right from your seat. All right, Danny, if you're still watching, Ryan looked up the game. Final score of that game? 14 to 12. 14 to 12. Broncos over, I don't know, who were they even playing in that game? Uh, <laughs> Broncos, that's a football score. But that is Broncos a Packers. Course, there you right? go. Who was it? Broncos Packers. Broncos Packers. There you go. Yeah. Oh, it was the Brewers. Is that who we hit the, the Grand Slam off of? 14 12. Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he, that's that. Hit a Grand Slam, didn't get the win. But listen, the guy won 20 games in the Bigs and won a ring. He's the best. He'll be here next week. Uh, any live comments about sports movies? Because I know our guest is going to want to talk movies. Uh, Michael O'Day. Michael He's, O'Day, yes. Michael. His list goes number three, Pride of the Yankees. Pride number of the two, Yankees, Kurt Cooper. Hoosiers. Hoosiers. And number one, Field of Dreams. Field of Dreams. I know. I saw Field of Dreams. Me uh, and Mike and my sister Gina saw it together at the Showcase Cinemas North. And at the end of the movie, Mike and I are like crying, and my sister's like, "Yeah, it's all right." You know, like it's it's made for guy. I mean, it, it's not a guy, but it, it. I mean, you know, my sister was just like, "I don't get it." And of course, I think I told the story, but I went to the Field of Dreams actually by myself once and got to walk around in the winter. And the woman took a picture of me on the field. I'll find that and bring it in someday. Anyway, uh, speaking of movies uh, and Pittsburgh, this guy is from Pittsburgh, and he's going to have his three favorite movies too. He's a sports director, sports book director here at the South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Chris Andrews, Chris. Wearing your Nevada afternoon. shirt. That's well, they broke a 14-game losing streak <laughs> with a 6 nothing uh, victory well, on Saturday. I noticed right. your Penn State shirt didn't bring any luck on Saturday, though, did it? Thanks for reminding okay, me. Okay, I'm sorry. Me. I know your daughter went there. All right, let's talk movies. We got Field of Dreams. This is solid. Uh, Hoosiers. Got to run the picket fence. Great movie, Mike. Good choice. Uh, Pride of the Yankees, Gary Cooper. I used to watch it every time it was on Channel 53 in Pittsburgh. Uh, Chris. Three favorite sports movies. You got a oh, list. Okay, I have two that I didn't include. Okay, I know it's tough. Fish that saved Pittsburgh, which of course I have a connection to that I movie. Knew it! I knew, I knew you were gonna have some sort of connection in the late seventies. I have a good fun. connection. We'll get back to that. Yes, I knew that's one of the reasons I picked it. Air, which you know, Air uh, is yeah. tremendous. Is involving Jimmy Vaccaro, Jimmy Vaccaro. my consigliere, Jimmy's brother Sonny, who I've known virtually my entire yes. life. Those were too easy to That's pick. That's the Matt Damon, yeah. directed by Ben Affleck. It's on yeah. Amazon Prime. It's about uh, Michael Jordan and Nike. It's called Air. 
Unbelievable. So far yeah. this year, I think my favorite movie. And I think Viola Davis should at least get nominated yeah. for an Oscar. She has to. And yeah. that's Michael Jordan handpicked her, right? He said, yeah. I'll let you do the movie. Viola Davis plays my mom. And they went, okay, oh, here's, okay, here's my three. Okay. And there's a lot of great ones. There's way I too started many. Googling and I Caddyshack, said, man. Caddyshack, I didn't even put in there. Okay. That's why I had Caddyshack. the comedy versus. What's that? That's why I had the comedy and the I regular know you sports did that, movie. We should have comedy and drama. I'm sorry. Did I Caddyshack. Ruin it? No. Caddyshack's number one. It's number one on my list. You know what? I, I, as soon as I, I compiled the list and I sent Ryan, I said, get these graphics for these movies, I went, oh, crap, I didn't say Caddyshack, which I had on VHS along on the same tape was Night Shift and Mr. Mom. I watched all three of those <laughs> movies well over 100, Michael did, well over 100 times. Caddyshack. Yeah. And I have a book about the making of it. I haven't Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I, I, I love Caddyshack. Love Caddyshack. Yeah, I mean, there's too many lines you can call. Every yeah. day on a golf course, someone's going to yeah. say Cinderella story. It, without a doubt. Without, without a doubt. doubt. Uh, it's it's uh, the best. Uh, and then, Second slap shot. I, I refer, and that's another one. After I made the list, I went, uh, which I just watched recently, yeah. still holds up. Hysterical. It's a funny story about that. A girl I really liked. I took her. Our first date was going to see slap shot. Oh my god. Things did not work out. <laughs> I actually have a follow up story, but we'll get to that okay, some other time. Yeah, time. great. Paul Newman hockey movie, 1975, 76, 77. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah maybe 77. Yeah. Hysterical. Right in there. Hard R. Don't watch with the kids. It's not yeah. the Mighty Ducks. This girl. <laughs> We got to buy a quick man. Here's yeah, one, yeah. here's how we broke up. Uh-oh. We were watching, but we were listening. We were out on a date, coming home. I'm listening to the Pirates and Phillies. Okay. Okay. Pirates have bases loaded, two out. They're down by a run to the Phillies. And uh, we pull up to her house, and who's up at bat? Mario Mendoza. Oh, God, the worst hitter. This yeah, Mario Mendoza, legendary bad legendary, anyway, under 200 so I, 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 I said, well, you know, I'm going to walk, I'll walk you to the door, but I want to hear this at bat. <laughs> oh, I want to go in now. I said, well, I, I'm not going to, there's two outs in the ninth. I'm not going in. And I know it's Mendoza. Yeah, right. And, uh, well, I, I want to, I, I'm tired. I want to go inside. Well, I'm, I'm not walking into the door. Anyway, <laughs> Mendoza gets a base hit. Come they on. scored two runs. <laughs> and uh, we never went out again. She she left the car. She went. And I said, I'm not getting out of the car. Yeah. So this is bad. I, I don't know and what to tell way, you. That might be the only time he had a game-winning hit. It, it's <laughs> It's got to be close. Yeah. yeah. Mendo- that's uh, Chris Berman invented the Mendoza line. If you're hitting under 200, yeah. you're below the Mendoza line. I think it's line. actually George Brett. George, oh, really? George Brett? George did? Brett talked about it. Oh, says, maybe. Uh, first thing I look at and make sure I'm above the Mendoza. Yeah, the Mendoza. It was, was almost always exactly 200. George Might be 194 yeah. or 203. You know. George Brett, I rarely was ever near the Mendoza line. <laughs> maybe game yeah, one double, when yeah, he was, double, uh, you know, one for four or something. Like that. And 19. He's the only yeah. guy to win batting titles in three different decades 70s, 80s, 90s, George really? Brett. He was one of my favorite non uh, non pirates. By the way, he dated then, my great aunt. What's that? He dated my great aunt. George oh, Brett dated your great aunt. Yeah, my uh, I'm from my Pittsburgh. We say dad's aunt. dad. We say my dad's dad's sister. Wow, that's my a, grandpa's that's sister. Yeah, yeah. George Brett. Sorry, King Charles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but uh, walking around with ants. We have so many so many famous connections here on Punchlines. We appreciate it when you watch. Okay, all right. And third movie. Third movie. Black and white. Black and white. Here comes Mr. Jordan. Here comes Mr. Jordan. This is Heaven Can Wait, the original the, Heaven Can Wait. And Heaven Can Wait, by the way, and I hate remakes. Ooh. Heaven Can Wait is, I almost put Heaven That's Can Wait on the story. Joe Pendleton. It's yeah. not your time, Joe. It's one a, of my favorite yeah. sports movies. Oh, uh, the, the the original, James Gleason, Claude Rains, Ever, Edward Everett Horton. Of course, stars um, uh, Robert Montgomery, the father of Elizabeth Montgomery. Okay, wow. Yeah. I yeah. didn't see Claude Rains in that. Was he in that? 
He was the Invisible Man. That's oh. Michael Day got it. Okay. Anyway, um, yeah, yeah, I've seen that yeah. movie. Like I said, my dad. Great. We, uh, that, uh, when that's on, I watch it all the way through. Yeah, yeah. here comes Mr. Jordan, and Heaven Can Wait. Uh, I got Heaven it. Can Wait is terrific. We went my when we lived in Los Angeles. My family, my mom, my dad, my sister, my Gina, my sister, my Gina. We went to go see Greece, and it was sold out. So Gina we had to go see hands. Heaven Can Wait, and I was mad because I wanted to see Greece, which I've seen a thousand. It's a great movie. So I'm like, oh, Heaven Can Wait. Warren Beatty as an angel, whatever. Turns out to be one of my favorite movies. Great movie. Happy. Accident. I almost put that on the list. And I said, ah, I'm going to go back. Charles Grodin from Pittsburgh. Charles Grodin. Charles Grodin is hysterical in that. <laughs> he he is hilarious. He's in that hysterical. Movie, yeah. I love Midnight yeah, Run. That's a terri- that's a terrific. Well, Midnight Run, of course. Midnight Run. But yeah. but here comes Mr. Jordan. And, Great one. And heaven, you know, and actually, there's heaven can wait. Is actually the original. Of course, it's not the one that you or I have probably ever oh, seen. Right. Made it? like in the 30s oh, or okay. something. Yeah, no, no, then they changed that. it to, to the better movie, which was Here Comes Mr. Jordan. So the poster, I'm going to tell this quick Kevin Can Wait story. The poster is Warren Beatty. Like, I think he's holding not a football, but a watch. And he's got wings and he's wearing a sweatsuit. So it's a true story. Jack Nicholson, uh, Warren Beatty and Jack Nicholson, legendary actors, right? So Warren Beatty brings the poster over to show Jack Nicholson. He's like, look at this poster. This is the movie Evan Can Wait that I've been making. And here's the poster. And Jack Nicholson goes, that poster's terrible. He's like, why? He goes, he goes, you didn't put any creases in your sweatpants. It looks like you don't have anything going on downstairs in your sweatpants. Warren Beatty freaks out, calls the studio, stop the run of the posters. They had to destroy all the posters that were already printed and going out. Oh, my God. And put creases in it so it looked like Warren Beatty had something going on downstairs. By the way, I think Warren Beatty never got married until he was 55. Something we tells got the me picture right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh there, there's legendary yeah. stories. What's that? There's the poster right there. Yeah, there's the poster. And you can see. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't have my glasses on. But the original poster, he didn't have uh, anything that looked like he had anything going on downstairs. And Nicholson gave him such a complex. He scrapped all the posters, had them destroyed or ruined. Yeah, that's old Hollywood right there. I love that. And that's a great football movie. Yeah. So maybe should we talk football? And heaven can wait. Heaven can wait. Uh, or, I, oh. mean, I mean, here comes Mr. Jordan's about a, a boxer. He's they a boxer changed it to a football or, you know, oh, they did. Before we get to one in football, what's your fish that saved Pittsburgh story? Because it was okay. filmed in Pittsburgh. Set shot. Set shot okay. Buford was Jack Set shot Buford, Buford was originally supposed to be played by Elliot Gould. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. The technical director of that movie was Sonny Vaccaro. Oh, no way. Who I've known, again, my whole life. My whole family's known Sonny. Right. Anyway, my cousin, Art Manteris, who was stationed a long boss. time, like, uh, was Ryan's dad's, dad's boss. boss. Oh, anyway, no way. Wow. So he looks a little like Elliot Gould. Well, especially back then, he had, actually had hair. He had the black, you know, he had hair. And, fro. You know, he had a Greek afro Love instead it. of the Jewish afro. Gabe Kaplan. Anyway, so they were looking for, a, you know, a stand-in to take, you know, because one of set shots thing, he'd take a charge. Yeah, he you took know, the charges, he took the man, char- yeah. Was, oh, they need a stand-in. So Sonny said, well, I got, you know, my, you know, uh, Art Manteris. I got this kid, and he was athletic and all that other stuff. So they bring him in, they they hire him, and then Elliot Gould backs out. <laughs> Jack Kehoe. Jack Kehoe. Plays, Kehoe, I said Guilford. Jack Kehoe, yes. Yeah, Jack Kehoe plays uh, that role. But they they keep him on. Yeah. You know, they keep him on. So, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm not Sonny. Sonny said, well, why don't you just come down to the, you know, Come down to the shoot every day. We have a great buffet. Yeah. And, uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm a college student. Hell yeah, yeah I'm going to go down and get free food. Free yeah. food? And I got to know some of the players. Matter of fact, in my upcoming book, okay. a little plug, why not? Yes, absolutely. Two guys that I talked to quite a bit. And, you know, I mean, you got to figure, they're like my age. You know, I mean, I'm 23 years old. Right. Uh, Michael Thompson. Oh, yeah. Oh. The father of Clay Thompson. Yep. And the uh, baseball player, uh, Thompson, for the Dodgers. Tristan? Tristan Thompson. Both oh, of them. Really? Yeah, okay. that's Clay's brother. Oh, I didn't know. 
and then and Chris Ford, who wound up being had a long NBA career oh, yeah, and yeah, was coach of the coach of the Celtics. I think he won a a championship. I think he did. I think he won one of them. Yeah. So those two guys, I just I just kind of like hung out and kind of talked to them every day. You know what I mean? And like I said, we're all like the same age. You know. Right. And Chris I mean, was a little older than me. Uh, and by the way, the sound, the move, the, the movie. Oh God. The movie's song, terrible. The movie's the best movie ever. Jonathan Winters is in it. Oh. Uh, it's just it's a great bad, it's a great bad movie. And Jack Keogh. Also in Midnight Run. Midnight I'll go Run. get the donuts. He's in yeah. that movie, too. <laughs> he's and that guy. Pope and he's in The Sting. He's in The Sting. He's he, the guy he, with the broken nose. And yeah. Pope Granite Trilogy is in a lot of movies. Did, Ryan, were you going to say something? Nope. You looked like you had something <laughs> you wanted to share about <laughs> Set Shot Buford. Um, it's a great bad movie. I have movie. seen The Kareem's Sting. the bad guy in it. Oh, here's another story. Oh. So, uh, Dr. J was the star. Yes, he was the star. Moses. To in the, in the championship game, he was supposed to block Kareem's Sky hook, sky hook oh boy to win the championship kareem said <laughs> no way no way nobody is blocking my my sky, sky hook up. nobody is doing. and so they had to rewrite the ending oh of the movie because kareem refused to do that oh my god yeah i was i feared kareem because when the la team gets introduced with these lasers and they play like this mean music this menacing music and i was afraid of the the la team dun, dun, dun. i can hear the music right now like I said, Shaquille O'Neal's favorite movie. Norm Nixon met uh, he met uh, Nancy Allen. Yeah, uh, who Debbie Allen. He married Debbie Allen. Met her making the movie because she's the yeah. fan in the stands. Fish that saved uh, Pittsburgh. Have we given enough plugs to Fish that saved Pittsburgh? Yeah. And by the way, Jonathan Winters completely nuts. Completely. I've I've heard. I never met him. He and Robin Williams obviously yeah, became good friends because they were nuts. both just yeah. these comedic minds that were just out yeah. there. God, and it was filmed in – so plus it was filmed in my hometown. Oh, my God. Fish that say fish. I was there. I'm probably in a screenshot, but I probably look a lot different. I'm <laughs> oh I have hair, a, go, uh, a Fu Manchu mustache, probably about 50 less pounds. Oh, my God. Fish or more. That saved Pittsburgh. You brought up something during – you mentioned something that – oh, Michael Thompson. I actually was in uh, – I was on vacation. I was in the ocean, and I started uh, – it was the, me and Denny Nagel. When we were at that Michael Jordan golf tournament we talked about a couple weeks ago. I was in the ocean – with this woman, started talking to her. She goes, these are my two boys. She goes, my husband's Michael Thompson. These are my two kids. Clay. And that was Clay and the other one who played for the Dodgers. I yeah. think it's Tristan or something Tristan. like that. Yeah. Trace. But I, is Trace. it Tristan? It Trace. is Tristan. Trace. Trace. What is it? Trace. Ah, close enough. Neverett knew it. He's a big baseball fan. Yeah, uh, our guest today. Um, yeah, Tristan. So we have time to talk about sports, by the way. We should talk about sports books. It's a sports yes, book show, right? We have a you big know, game okay. tonight. Tristan we have, Thompson's uh, we have the, the one Niners. that married the Kardashian. The Niners with uh, birthday boy Nick Bosa. Seven-point favorites. I think the over-unders are around 43, 43 and a half. Um, Early money on the Vikings. It's now come back on the Niners. Yeah. Right in pretty good two-way business at the, at the seven. Okay. All right. Do baseball, yeah. do baseball games today. Yeah, we've, I mean, that's what uh, I mean. It's a good Mondays have been good, man. The yeah. Mondays. Uh, Listen, my personal anybody but the Astros. Anybody but the Astros. I know. I that, still hold a great. Uh, that, I do. You know, Danny was right. Why should we root for those cheaters? And, and if you would have told two kids who grew up pirate fans that were rooting for the Phillies, I wouldn't have believed it because they used to be no, the National I know. League East. I know. And now here I'm rooting for the Phillies. But back then, I remember Burt Blylevin trying to throw the ball after. I mean, there was like brutal fight. Baseball fights in the seventies, late seventies, were brutal. You didn't want to fight Steve Carlton. Steve Carlton, he didn't want to fight. Or you no one wanted to fight well, Steve Carlton. Lefty, he was like he was a big guy. Oh yeah, yeah, and he karate was a little, guy and a little nuts. He too. was a little yeah. nuts yeah. too. Yeah, I feel like all sports fights were better back then. Yeah, because well, you, hockey for sure. Well, ho oh, yeah. yeah, and you know what? They weren't making as much money. I think they were hungrier. They were more pissed yep. at their contracts. Now these guys have too much money. It's like I was saying when Deion Sanders 
said he saw Christian Okoye running at him and he was supposed Making to tackle him. Decision. He goes, that's a business decision. And so he didn't tackle him. But yeah, now there's too much money at stake. That was kids making $4 million a year playing in college. That is that what his NIL deal is? I think it was $4.1 million, I think. That's what I heard. A lot of these college guys aren't even going to leave college because they're not going to well, make that money I, in the pros. You know what? In that sense, I think it's good. I'd rather see him stay in college. Mature and be great. better. And, yeah. and I think it'd be better for the game of football. I agree. Um, I mean, so We, we want to talk about that one the game, the terms and stuff? Yeah. yeah. I wanted to talk about... Well, we only have a few minutes, yeah, but we, we should talk about time. it. Yeah. A lot of people who are watching the show, Punchlines, by the way, we appreciate it. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. We're subscribers. are going way up. We appreciate it. The live comments, everyone's sharing links. Uh, we've been getting some crazy hits on some some of the comedy clips that we cut out of the show. I'm sure we'll do Denny Nagel today. Um, so we appreciate that. But a lot of the terms sometimes that we throw out on the show, you might not be familiar with if you're not a huge gambler. So we were going to throw out, uh, you know, with Chris here, a gambling term. Which one do you want to use here? Hold percentage. Hold percentage. Yeah. All right, today's so guys always wonder, what, what the hold percentage, what are you talking that, That's the money, you know, essentially, it, it's a zero-sum game. Our hold percentage, we make what the betters lose. Okay. And it's a small margin. Right. You know, statewide, over the years, we're right around five or six percent, something like that. Okay. So let's use that. Let's say five percent. Well, that means ninety-five percent of the money goes back to the wow. betters. Yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's a amazing. pretty good return. I had you no know, idea. yeah. Yeah. So crazy. you know, guys will say they lost, they did that. You know, okay, I know. Ninety-five percent of all that money that comes through the window is going right back out. That's you know, nice. so that's a lot of money over the years. So I mean, I, I think it's one of the things that people always think all oh, the bookmakers cleaned up they did this you know and i mean listen we certainly have our days and i always <laughs> say don't ever cry for the bookmaker right, we're exactly. going to be fine but you know it's not like we win all this money right. and all that other stuff wow. you know so and by the way if i could talk about you know south point we hold less than that five percent and that on purpose yeah uh we we have a tighter the tightest straddle in baseball now, what's Titus Stratus? Stratus another so like, term. like, okay, uh, you're right. Yeah, I shouldn't just gloss over that. <laughs> like, most people use, like, let's say a 20-cent line in baseball. It's minus 110 on one side, minus 110 on the other side. Correct. That's a 20-cent line. That's the straddle. Because oh, the 10s and the 10s are... Ten, 10 and 10 adds up okay, to 20. Okay, cool. A, I'm learning yeah. this, too, by the way, right now. <laughs> well, we use, you know, like, in baseball, generally, a pick em game would be minus 105, minus 105. Notice that, so yeah. A 10-cent straddle. Well, we use that all the way up to $1.60. And, and, you know, Bill Krakenberger, who's a friend of mine... He talks about us all the time. We've got the best, best base, the best baseball line in the entire world right here at the South Point. So we hold less, so the customers get back more. When it comes to the Super Bowl, we use that same – we have in the past. You, yeah. know, never, you never know. But we've used that same minus 105 on the point spread, okay, okay. when everybody else is using minus 110. 110, right. On the money line, even like when it's like a dollar, you know, let's say a dollar eighty. most people use minus 180 plus 160. We use minus 180 plus 170. Keep that – Dimes, right? Wow. Then we get to the, you know, get to March Madness, the Sweet 16, and and thereafter, we use minus 105. So the biggest events of the year, <laughs> you know, we use a tighter straddle. So that's less of a hold percentage. Plus, when you get on the threes and sevens, we don't juice that dollar twenty stuff. I noticed that you were, yeah, we don't do any about. of that. So again, that that's you know an advantage to the players, which. That's why like you got to come to the South Point. Take a look at the South Point. Michael Gaughan is seems to be doing okay. Yeah, it's you know, a, so look, but but that's a stretch. He wants people to come in. You know, yeah. he wants people to come in. You know, we have two dollar beers on Saturday and Sunday. You know, I mean, that's where are you going to get that in Las Vegas? Yeah, and three yeah. to two blackjack. That's three to two right. blackjack. And the only free parking. Blah blah. Free parking. Blah, 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 free, parking. You know, free parking is highly <laughs> coveted. 
here. Now, free parking. You can come here and park for free. They used to never charge for parking. I don't know when that started happening. I, I don't know, but we're very old school here. Very at, uh, old the school. South we point. separate the, the horse books over there, yeah. so you won't be bothered by the horse guys. If you come down today, we got two baseball games. We've got Monday Night Football. South Point Casino is right behind us. Um, and another episode of Punchlines in the book. Episode 11, Ryan. Yep. Any closing thoughts on episode 11? I uh, wore all black, roulette, black 11. My uh, my guy, Jack Lodge, loves black 11. Okay. And, and I, I've mentioned this before, roulette, uh, Denny Nagle. I always used to bet 15 because that's when I first started getting into casinos was when I was 21. And it would hit. I would bet Cordell Stewart, too. I'd bet 10 oh, okay. or 15. So I kind of stick with 10 and 15. But come down to the South Point Casino, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you come back. The boys, what time are the boys sports by the book today? Are they 3 o'clock or 2 o'clock on Mondays? 3 o'clock. I should know this three. by now. 3 o'clock. Yeah. So I should be, I. I should. Well, they, they throw me off on Mondays or Fridays. Yes, yes, Ryan. I got one more thing I want to mention. Go, so one more thing. Go. My Walter Payton jersey. You have a Payton jersey yep. here? Wow. Oh. On this date. On this date. October 23rd, 1971. Jackson State freshman kicker. Walter Payton. Kicker. Kicks two field goals as Jackson State beats Grambling 13 to 7. Walter Payton wow. could kick so too. Walter Payton Why was the not? difference. He could do everything else. He, I'll tell you the high stepping he would do. I remember watching him. I remember seeing the first 200 yard game I'd ever seen on TV was him and then Earl Campbell. Those were guys I liked that didn't play for the Steelers, but yeah. I love Payton. How can you not? It won't, it won't, you know, one of the many years Chicago had quarterback problems. Ditka says we might just run the single wing with Payton, and I'm starting <laughs> to think. Yeah, I, you know, idea. I've seen some of those Still old single wings. I mean, <laughs> those were pretty complex offenses. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. That's a great – we'll get a shot or we'll post that on the, the website. Stop. That's a great pain. Go grab and put it on the camera. That's great. we got to see that. As I sign off, uh, we'll be back. we got great guests coming up. Melissa Peterman will be here on Wednesday. Oh, uh, she'll be talking about the Vikings game tonight. She's a Giant fan. There's the Peyton jersey. Look at that thing. That's unbelievable. His brother Eddie Payton played in the yeah. NFL. He was a kick returner. Kick returner. Like Detroit. Return one in the, in the first kickoff of overtime. Yes, I remember that. Yeah, and I can see him. I can see the clip, actually. Wow, sweetness. He was the best. All right, we're back tomorrow with another show. We really appreciate you guys watching. Click subscribe. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Ann. Thank you, Sean. Chris Andrews, as always. Uh, and Denny Nagel, who will Thank be you, here Jerry. next Monday. Remember, baseball, baseball, baseball next week during the World Series. I'm Frank Nicotero. This is Punchlines Lines, live in Nevada, every show.